welcome to another episode of Premier League Patter with Thomas Hackett, Tom Ryan and Brett Maher. Welcome back to Premier League Patter. Uh, welcoming you back after the international break. Uh, some little exciting news. Tom's going to be drunk this week because <laughs> he's had a long day and he's, he's already pouched about Fucking 10 shaman. of them. <laughs> Tom, after last week's episode, did you get your call up for Barbados? I've been here <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah, I've been in this room since waiting to record this episode. <laughs> Feels like it. Um, some news to bring us up to date with. Uh, Premier League Patter has now... Sponsored by Sports Memorabilia. Um, basically, they've got a great shop in Team Valley. We've got a product that we we'll actually show you as well. So, so the guys down at Sports Memorabilia knocked this up in about half an hour from start to finish. Um, they're based in Team Valley, so the local. Please give them a follow. We'll leave all the links in the description. Um, they ship worldwide as well been going a long time they've got a great history got all sorts of products and um, the prices are the most competitive on the market as well and they've you know agreed to sponsor this podcast we already sell to a couple of uh premier league we players. can't name yeah. but a few premier yeah. league players already and ex premier league players yeah um they're the best they're the best at what they do they really are um so we're really excited to have them on board and sponsor us um, so there is that. I'll this is for our Sunday League team as well. Like this, look how beautiful this kit is. Yeah. And this was done and start to finish in, in half an hour. Fan, quickly say as well because they are absolutely sick. All the football stuff is top notch. But if you're a boxing fan as well, yeah. sports memorabilia, the boxing stuff is just insane. They've as got well. signed Muhammad Ali gear, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson UFC the, fighters. They've got all sorts of prim- uh, like if you actually you know Brazilian football teams, England football teams. Yeah, it's they've got sick. signed. You name it, they've they've basically yeah. got it. It's top and notch. coming up to Christmas, I know it's been a tough year. But if you've got any sort of ideas for loved ones, definitely give them a look at. Um, if you want to get some sort of thing framed, they do the just frame an option as well, but they've got so much sports memorabilia in, in, in store. Uh, definitely worth a shout, and they're going to be sponsoring us for the foreseeable, so we're really happy uh, to, to be back by them. So that's some little, uh, an, a good little update for everyone. In other news, we want to give uh, a fellow podcast a quick shout-out. Um, because they've actually recognised the work we do, and likewise, um, they've got a great little podcast mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. I might be going out on a limb here. They sound like they're from Australia, and I don't know if that's going to come across accurate or not. They may just they may yeah, be from England. I don't know if I'm good at accents or not, but they do they sound... They are Aussies, aren't they? I think they are. They're called the Free Points Podcast. I'm going to feel really bad. We, we, we can edit this if they're not. No, they sound like they're from Australia. They sound like they're from London. They sound like they're yeah, from they do a bit. Nah, I'll tell I tell you what, though, I've listened to their stuff and yeah, they're they good. Really know the game. They really know the game. And yeah, these uh, are good lads. They've got some really good analysis, and they give us a great little shout out. So I thought I'd return the favour. We've subscribed. We're going to be listening to all their stuff. Uh, potential down the line as well. Like you know, get some sort of well, crossover crossover podcast. We'll some weed scissor podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to say, guys. Um, yeah, we're following you all the way. So yeah, well, give them make well sure played. you give them a follow. Again, I'll leave their link in the description as well. Two young lads um, talking about footy, and I love it. Uh, moving on, <laughs> we've obviously had international break, which for a Premier League fan you fucking hate. Mm-hmm. It has actually brought up a few talking points though, which we'll get to. Obviously, we're going to dissect each fixture and give our opinion on it. Uh, Tom, do you want to start us off? Uh, it'll be fitting if you started us off on the Newcastle game. <laughs> How do you see this one, uh, this going? Um, uh, if you're being honest and you're listening to your head. And if I'm being ask. honest, I'm uh, concerned that Chelsea could really turn over. Yep. Uh, there's always little 
there's always a couple of little shocks and uh, after international breaks, normally some teams come back a little slower. I really hope it's Chelsea because they've started to really click together. Um, I think our league position still flatters us. I, I know I've been harsh, I, but I, I, I do think we can, with the squad we've got, we can play better football, which we're limited to. There was this way we're set up. In reality, I see Chelsea potentially given we're beaten. Uh, I went one-one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair how enough. They, how are they tuned? For all those reasons, I went one-one. Yeah, I can't bet. I'm, I, I'm never going to bet against Newcastle. I know it's fucking ridiculous, but it's but just how it's going to be. Uh, I, I do worry though. You must want to do the forfeits every week if you're going to be picking Newcastle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they keep <laughs> they keep actually fucking pulling the results out on them, isn't it? They do, they're yeah. the one probably saving me arse. True. What about you, Brett? What do you reckon? I went with two-nil Chelsea. Um, the one thing that could be a contributing factor is with players coming back from international duty. Mm. There could be the thing of, I know Newcastle's not had many players away, have they? No. Chelsea have had quite a few rare representing. Yeah. I do believe Chelsea are the highest scoring team in the league at the minute, which could be a concerning thing for Newcastle. Because if they're in the mood, it does look as if Chelsea could yeah. run right here. Yeah. Newcastle aren't playing the most attractive football the results that they have got, they've dragged themselves through games and still managed to grab stuff. Yeah. I think really... Can I throw a stat your yeah. way, though? Regarding this fixture, Come on, then. Newcastle have only actually lost one of their last seven Premier League games at home to Chelsea. They've won five and drew one. So in terms of actually the way this fixture normally goes, I mean... What may be a different factor this team is, though, it's we haven't got team. the crowd. Haven't got a crowd. Well, haven't got the crowd. Yeah, and it's they, a completely different Chelsea. Because honestly, we always that crowd factor does help. It, especially, I'm sorry, but especially against a London team. So now you start. We shit. We shit them up. Um, but they don't have that. And again, so that's another concern for me. And I've got to agree, unfortunately, with most of what you're saying, Brett. You know. Mm, true. But I, I, I hope you're wrong. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that the other thing you've said though yeah. does maybe sway there. Mm. My view on we do have a good yeah. record against them, yeah. And I've got to think as well. Bruce will probably set his Newcastle team up to frustrate Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, true. Well, in terms of Premier League distance to travel, like it's probably one of the furthest yeah. uh, mm-hmm. traveling away teams. The other stat that I can actually uh, throw out there to help you guys is that Chelsea are unbeaten in six Premier League games now. They've won three and drew three. Mm. Arguably, one or two of those draws should have been wins, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, that's still pretty good form. Yeah. Maybe not title winning form, but Frank Lampard seems to have. I think Thiago Silva's really helped cement the defensive frailties, which has probably caused them losing uh, points. Chilwell has added. In the past, more Chilwell's the added. Going forward and coming back. I think as a team as well, they've probably got more belief when they've got people like Ziyech and Werner in form. But well, I think we touched on Ziyech, how much he works. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't realise. Uh, I, I knew he was a player on the ball, but he works. He's also. <coughs> Werner's another one of those players who just like. Rotates around that position uh, up front. Yeah, they're, they're starting to look good. The other thing is, out of those games, so they're unbeaten in six Premier League games, they've led it, they've netted at least three goals in five of those. So you're talking about teams that are you know high-flying in terms of their attacking prowess. Like That's, that's a lot of goals. That's well, you 50. mentioned, Brent, top of the goal-scoring charts, they which, which they are, yeah. They've got so many attacking options. We, I think we spoke about this last week. But you've got Werner, who's coming into form and probably still finding his feet in the Premier League. But you've also got another international with Tammy Abraham. 
Kai Havertz. You've got Kai Havertz. You've got Giroud. Giroud. Giroud, who's seven off being France's top all time top goal scorer. Yeah. The man deserves yeah. the respect. Of yeah. course, yeah. I mean, th- when France won the World Cup, he didn't get a single goal. I wanted him I wanted him years ago when he was getting shipped out of Arsenal and there wasn't too many takers for some reason yeah. initially. I was like, fucking get that. him. Let's get yeah. him. In terms of target men, can you name anyone better? Seriously. In the Premier League at the minute. I don't think, especially someone who links up play mm. as well as he does. He's a quality player, like. He brings up people into the game, but uh, I can't think of anyone that's out now. He's a bench warmer top. at the minute, yeah. which says a lot about Chelsea, regardless of how old Giroud is. Chelsea, there's, I think there's a bit of optimism. It's sort of like with what's happening at Tottenham at the minute. The the top top teams, Liverpool and Man City, have probably got holes and will come on to Liverpool's injuries. But I feel like the teams around them are starting to feel like even Leicester and Southampton, for God's sake, are probably thinking there's there's. You know, there's legs in the season, but can actually go somewhere. This season's wide open. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we'll come the end of the year mm. uh, if teams start to peter out. But mm-hmm. at the minute, it's it's yeah. all the play for. Like, here's another stat for you. Probably one that Tom doesn't want to hear. Newcastle have had the fewest shots in the Premier League. I could have told you that already. I know that. I watch every game. Mm. We're, <laughs> we're on average, we shoot uh, once a match. As far as I'm concerned, honestly, I'm not surprised. But but I'm not surprised. But the Con- sh- fewest shots conversion in the league, rate. 64. Conversion rate, 15.5%. They've had 10 goals mm. out of those shots, which is uh, the highest on record in a single top flight campaign since 97 and 98. These stats Something fucking mint, give, give Bruce the England job, <laughs> fuck it. But I mean, does that say that... What does that say about Newcastle? Does it say that... It says we've got a goal, we've got a proper... Um, Poacher goal scorer mm. and Callum Wilson. I would uh, say also, and he's had three pens as well. Three pens, yeah. Um, and how many of your goals from open play? I don't have the stats on that. But seven. May yeah, do them all. But for, no, but no, but from oh, corners, corners, could be corners, corners and free, and free, kick. uh, corners and free kick. kicks. Murphy scored as well. Free kick. Murphy scored exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not entirely sure. So from open play, maybe not. That yeah. seems to be where the issue is. I think he's a well organised Steve Bruce team is always that. But from open play, you're right. He's mm-hmm. brought in Ryan Fraser. He's got Miggy Almiron. He's got one of the most exciting bums off seats player, Saint Maximum. Yeah, he's. Yeah. He's got really good Wilson. attacking options. Wilson, who's just Wilson's Premier League a quality player, quality yeah. goal scorer. But we don't play to the strengths of those. Um, and but I think we're, we're a little. He's too worried about West centre midfield because the ball just mm. bypasses through it very easily, and he's trying to show that up. Um, okay, we've nicked some results, but the ball gets through with loads, and, and we're due a hiding off somebody, mm. and we're coming into an informed Chelsea team. But we we miss. I know you guys don't particularly rate him, but at the minute, in terms of the options we've got, we'll miss Hayden in there, mm. nah, stomping the no. ball out. Yeah. Uh, Longstaff, look, he's a local lad. I want to really he praise on him if I could, but there are too many games at the minute are passing him by. I, I, I um, think we miss Shelby there I think as well. He's, for me, he's got a lot of ability, but he seems a yard behind. He doesn't, at the seem, minute, he doesn't yeah. seem sharp enough uh, to uh, actually... He, he, he seems to want too much time on the ball. Um, but look, we'll see, we'll see because they've... The last time we did play Chelsea away from home last season, they passed the ball around us in mm. midfield like we weren't there. Uh, if that happens again, then it's, it could be a cricket score. Yeah. But fingers crossed, like you said, there is positives to our squad. Yeah. I just want to see it utilised in the right way. I, I um, think Carl Dolo's helped us a lot as Carl well. Carl Dolo's been great because I must admit, I was nervous about him, uh, but he really looks like a 
fucking man this season. You know, he I seems to have grown in stature a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Definitely, mate. I've got to hold my hand up and say I wasn't entirely convinced, but he's been fucking brilliant. And Dubravka is a brilliant keeper, but he does. He's if he's six. fit, if he was fit today, he can't walk back into no, the team. No, no, no. He's got to earn his stripes. The again, difference so. in those keepers, obviously, they've got different qualities. But Dubravka's prone to a mistake, whereas Caldarlo seems more assured. He's been, he he's been the, great. He makes the saves. Um, that some keepers can make a meal out of, he makes them look comfortable. But well, it bodes it bodes well for us because it means the Bravgas got to come in and be and be even better. So can it, I say it, it gives a good battle. One little point on Newcastle, I think where he's can have some success, not only in this fixture but going forward, is if you get what you touched on, if you get your midfielders on the ball, because mm. at the minute. He's all playing a lot of Route 1 football. He's maybe get down the sides a little bit, but y- your balls to Callum Wilson are coming from centre-off. If you get your centre-mids yeah. on the ball, you'll, you'll push yourself further up the pitch. Without but a doubt. I've got to be honest, I went with 3-1 Chelsea yep. yeah. because I can't see I can't see he's having enough and I yeah. can't see he's being good enough and Probably. solid enough <laughs> and set up enough in, uh, in, in defence. Yeah. And I feel like they've got so many different problems that... He's not, the Premier League's not actually I understand where to, yeah. both years have come from, but also, fuck you, and I hope you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next game we've yeah. got, we've got Aston Villa at home to Brighton. Um, firstly, I've went 2-1 Aston Villa, and I think that's potentially being kind to Brighton because of the sort of, the form that Aston Villa can show. I feel like Brighton are in nearly every game they play, but I think they've, they've not got anywhere near as much quality as Aston Villa. Jack Grealish, we'll touch on that in a bit. He was absolutely brilliant. I think he was still brilliant in the second game um, against Iceland, but it is against Iceland. Against Belgium. That touch. The touch, his overall play. Do you know what? He looked like he'd had 70 games for England. Do you know one thing that has been pointed out to us about Jack Grealish when he's been playing these few games for England? He's one of the very few players in that team that wants the ball every time. And he's constantly, mm. he's dropping deep, he's getting it, he's driving with it, and then he's playing these little passes inside. And then if the ball has to come back out, he's always in space yeah. by himself to be able to... I think he's... He's so hard to mark. I he's also got the tiniest shin pads ever made. <laughs> yeah. I think that helps yeah. because I've, yeah, I've played he's with... just got two shredded wheat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've played with some big... Uh, Shimp ads before me time and <laughs> they proper restrict your movement. So yeah. having shimp ads like that, you yeah. just feel like you're you just naturally. He, he draws one of the most fouls in the Premier League. Yeah, he's got to be the most foul player in the it's league. Because <laughs> what you, it's he to just a gets point kicked out of the time. It's because what do you do with him? If you stand him up, he can beat you. He can, he can, he can, you know, he beat you for pace. He, he's got, so, he's got so much to his game. And I feel like obviously he's had international duty, but I feel like him and Ross Bartley are going to continue the fit. And, and you know, and and uh, Watkins are going to have far too much for Brighton. I've went 2-1. I hope that Brighton can click in the gear because they've got some good individual players and I actually like the manager. I like a lot of their players and they've got sort of a, an identity to their play. But I just think they've fallen short where it matters mm-hmm. in yeah. getting games over the line. Um, they've dropped too many points in certain fixtures against you as well, Tom. Actually, no, the bit use, the bit use. Um, but there's certain other games that they, they should have won and they haven't. My United being one. What have you went with, Tom? What are you I've went two 0 Similar reasons. Uh, I've been unsure on Villa most of the season, but the, the um, I didn't think it would last. But actually, they have started to look more mm. consistent as far as I'm concerned. Grealish is looking fantastic, as he said. I think they're just too good for Brighton at this moment in time, and Brighton. Interesting point in the season for them. 2-0, yeah. 2-0. One thing I'm going to say before you give your verdict is, do you know when we're touching on Newcastle's frailties in centre midfield mm. and how they don't get on the ball enough, the complete stark contrast could be said for Aston Villa because Jack Grealish is taking a lot of the hi- headlines 
and rightly so. But you've also got Ross Bartley who's come in and it relieved a lot of the defensive duties for him. Louise. You've got McGinn. You've got Louise, Louise who was obviously a Man City Academy player. You've also got Conor Hurrahan. Like their strength is in their midfield, which a lot mm. not a lot of Premier well, League teams around like of their nature are. Mm. Um they've got a great midfield and they they've shown that the as physical and as fit as any team in the league. So I think that's another reason why they're winning points. That's where games are won, isn't it? In midfield. Yeah. I think if you win the battle of midfield early on in a game, it allows your players like you've got like your midfields like McGinn and Louise who work really hard. I'm not saying Grealish and Bartley don't, but you'd rather have them two do the, the little messy bit work. messy work so you can allow players Grealish and Bartley to be able to do that bit magic. Yeah. I like the way I did originally think a draw, but looking at this Villa team, I, I didn't really look at a pro. I went 3-1 Villa. Okay. There's the Brighton. Like I agree with you quite a bit on the whole thing with Brighton. They've got a good team there. I like the manager. It's just not clicking for them at the moment. But I think they've got enough quality for them mm. to, you know, kick on at some point in this season. I, I agree. Get themselves away. Villa, on the other hand, the scoring goals. Looking at it, they haven't really conceded many either. Mm. I think this. If Villa, you know, want to have a good season, this is going to be another game for them where they. And I, I don't think they've yeah. been very inconsistent. What, as what would be classed as a good season for Villa then? What's their, I, what's their realistic expectations? I think we've got to give it another couple of months, maybe till after Christmas, to, to really figure out what they're about because they've been inconsistent. Well, after last season, you've got to say See, top half. I was going to say, half I was say top eight. I think mm-hmm. after last, you know, surviving yeah. last game of the season, I think top eight for them would be. So if they finish top eight or top half. They're obviously going to have players like key players like Jack Grealish player in Ross Bartley, who's not actually an Aston Villa player. He's on loan. Is it a case of then they can build on that, or do they just lose their players? Uh, do, do bigger teams come in for those sort of players? If they, fin- I know we're skipping way yeah. ahead of the season here, but I'm trying to think of the future at Aston Villa because oh, they, they survived well, the, narrowly. Well, look, you got a of course that's a concern. Jack, you you got to be worried about somebody poaching Jack Grealish mm. and Mings, um, Tyra Mings. So. I don't know. Probably they would want to hold them on, but the way the way you hold on to your players is by qualifying for Europe. I don't think yeah. they'll qualify for Europe. That's what I mean. Um, so if I'm Jack Grealish. I'm in the form of my life. I'm playing international football. I want to test myself. That's the danger because yeah. he's the sort of player who, fair enough, he's played Championship and he's helped. You know, and he, he sort of he's played a lot of different levels and he's obviously grown. But I think he's the player who, and I hate to just keep talking about Jack Grealish in this fixture, but Shagaman. <laughs> But he's the sort of player who actually grows in the yeah. on the occasion. So he'd probably wanted to test himself in Premier League title con- uh, races and, and Champions League games and that sort of thing. Where does so he go? Well, I don't even know. I don't mate. If this form I, I continues, don't, I it's don't so see early him. To could be a battle for him. I honest. don't think he is a type of player who would fit uh, as bold statement as it's going to be. I don't think he fits into the way Liverpool play. And I don't think he fits into the way... I don't think Liverpool need him. And I don't think uh, he fits into the way a team like Arsenal play. I c- the only thing that I could say is I'm going to United. I think would be thing b- with either United, of the Man U's, Man's, uh, Manchester team. I don't, sorry, I don't think, I think City. Go from what about Tottenham? I think Spurs have got far too maybe, much, mate. Maybe, actually. They, they haven't w- got a Jack Grealish, though, mate. But then... I've, I've anyway, seen I, I don't know if we should be selling off <laughs> yeah. Villa fans. Yeah, I I'm liking the football they're playing anyway. Regard, yeah. I know a lot of it gravitates around Jack Grealish, but it's uh, I'm happy to see what they've done because they, they survived narrowly. Dean Smith needs a lot of credit because he's given this team a, com- a proper backbone. There's eyebrows raised when they, sell, when they buy Watkins for that much. What a good buy he looks like. But I do think we're maybe getting on the bandwagon a little bit 
Give it till the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't year. convinced. Let's I'm, see I'm, where I'm getting more sold on them, but well, I'm let's still revisit not this come Christmas. Let's see where they're at then. Yeah, see exactly, what they yeah. see. It's a bit a lot more of a uh, a realistic picture. Christmas make tough teams. A couple of little stats about this game. Brighton have so never won away against Aston Villa in any competition ever. So we're talking. That's going to okay. continue. That's going to continue. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say so. And also, Brighton are wins in the last six Premier League games. That's so probably three and drew three. Um, so yeah, it's it's there's a couple of stats for you. Uh, okay, Tottenham versus Man City, five thirty kickoff. Uh, right now, this is one. I where still haven't wrote a score yet. You haven't? I, I'm, I'm. I know Brett has. I've got three scores in my head. <coughs> okay, well, Brett, what do you view? Use go for it. I've went two two. Who two? Ooh, I was definitely two two to Man City. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just two, want yeah. just want to give like a quick mention to when City at the start of the season signed Ferland Torres. Yeah, I thought. Uh, a little bit part player. I, I thought it was just going to be, you know, he'll be one of those players because they've had players before where they've brought them in. Mm. They've had one season, they've picked up a title, and then just he scored at Rick, I think, against he did against Germany l- Tuesday yeah, was it for Spain? Yeah, yeah, he did, and he's Great slowly starting to come like up yeah, to this hype. Seems to be maturing quite quickly now, Danny. He's, he's hard to play against. He's he's yeah. very very fast. This very, very fast. Sit, like. Both teams have had players who are on international duty, so I think it might be a bit of a leggy one. I think it's going to be open for both teams. <laughs> mm. uh, I think we, we are going to see goals in this one. You think? 2-2, two, 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 yeah. Maybe on the fence <coughs> of it. Um, Tottenham won this exact fixture 2-0 last season, ending Man City's... Um, ending a run of six Premier League games without a win against Man City, sorry. So, you know, I don't think that plays much of a role, but I can't remember that game. Um I feel like Man City have still they're still not the team that they probably want to be. Yeah. And defensively there's still eyebrows raised. They're still although Laporte's a great player, I don't think they've got a set um defensive partnership yet, to be honest. And I think that's where they maybe look like they're gonna lose games. Because they've got good players going forward, but I, I don't know. Can they keep I mean Harry Kane has been brilliant for England. Can they keep him quiet again with Hyun Min Son? Gareth Bale's going to be playing. Bale's I believe he might be starting. Gareth Bale uh, for Wales in the two games that I've seen, mate. Look frightening. He's, he's, I think he set, the, f- he set the first one up. Yeah. And he, he's got, I think, two free assists in the two. And uh, he's slowly starting to become I, the player I, we were expecting to see. I back. kind of forgot about Bale, I'll be honest. But I've actually... Yep. <sighs> I think I've backed City every fucking game yeah. this season. Obviously, they're still not performing. <laughs> I'm doing it just because I'm looking around and I can see your scores. I'm honestly, this could go either way for me. Very hard to pick. Tottenham are looking good. City haven't hit their form, but you know we know the squad they've got, the manager mm. they've got. I'm going to go 2 1 City just to be different and try and score some points. Yeah. <laughs> I'll point this out City. It, it, it's really tough. City have scored 10 goals this season for a team that were normally quite. Yeah, Enough, important. Yeah, for goal scoring. Yeah. And miss Aguero. We've scored the same as Newcastle. Well, I just wanted to quickly touch on what you said about Laporte. Mm. It's going to be big boots to fill when Vincent Company left. Yeah, course, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they haven't replaced yeah. him. They haven't replaced him. Yeah. I think in the dressing room as well, potentially. But And this is where this fixture, you know, the g- they've got Gabriel Jesus, right? Jesus. Fantastic player. Ability-wise, is pretty much off the chart. He's got so much ability, but he's not... A, a consistent Sergio Aguero, and very few play, very few teams have got a player like Aguero. Where come rain or shine, he's consistent. He's going to guarantee goals. 
Jesus is is not a guaranteed goal scorer in my eyes. He's yeah. got a lot of ability, but in Sergio Aguero is a big game player. And I think there's maybe a little bit too much weight on just his shoulders. But Torres and players like that uh, are probably going to come into the play, into play. And one thing I'll say is, uh, only against Chelsea have Man City lost more Premier League games than to- against uh, against Tottenham. There's only Chelsea where they've lost more fixtures against. So, historically, they haven't done very well against Tottenham. Mm. Um, I went 3-1 Tottenham because the attacking... The only thing that is letting Tottenham down is they haven't got a set squad yet. So the the partnerships across the pitch are not as good as they could be, and defensively they're still prone to too many mistakes. But going forward, wow! I mean, they've arguably, apart from Lewandowski, got the best striker in the world in Harry Kane. Human Son's got to be up there as uh, one of the other best attacking players in the world, and I think they've got too much for for Man City. Like the funny thing, defensively though, there's only there's five teams letting nine goals. That's the lowest in the league. City and Tottenham are those two teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know what you mean, though. They can look fragile at times. But it's an interesting one that very hard to pick, I think, at this point in the season. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll find out. Uh, We've got Man United. I don't know West Brom. Um, I'll start us off here. I've actually went 2-1 West Brom. uh, Because... Yeah. (laughs) Fuck me. Just because international duty, like you speak about that... Consistency wise, Man United have just had the they've been the least consistent team possibly in the league in terms of performance. And I think West Brom have had probably two weeks to 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 analyse this game and set up for it. And I feel like it's a game that or you don't need to you don't need to get motivated for, to play this fixture at Old Trafford, regardless if there's fans there. West Brom need a result. And Slavin Bilic will have been drilling his players constantly for this game. Um so I think West Brom are going to get cause an upset like they did nearly against Chelsea. I feel like Man United. We're talking about teams that fail to impress when they should. On paper, they've got a great team, but I see West Brom causing an upset. I'm yeah. Going out on a limb here, especially because I don't want to get fucking fake tanned or any stupid fucking. That's, so you go for them. You don't, don't want to get fake tanned, but yet you go for the most boldest result ever. Yeah, I know, but I feel like West Brom are capable of it. I really do. I think. In terms of legs, Man United lost a game against Crystal Palace when it came down to fitness, and West Brom are a pretty fit team. They get about the part well. Uh, what have you went with, Brett? I went 3-1 United. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very bold with what you said. Mm. Yes, United have been inconsistent, but I don't think they've been inconsistent enough t- to get beat off West Brom at home. Okay, well, look, on that start, West Brom have won three of the last five away games against Man United. On the 70s. Oh, yeah. well, no, we went. Including their last such visit in April 2018. That was the last visit. So it was a couple of years back. You know, they've obviously been relegated, but uh, I just. I think this will be a game where they play. I mean, stranger Edson. things have happened, especially with yeah. this man, new team uh, at the minute, but I'm a similar score to Brett. I've yeah. got three note. Mm. I think it's going to be fairly routine. It'll be the, the fixture that Alex Ferguson ended his career in, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was, five, five it was when it was at, at uh, the yeah, half rounds, and it was Thorns. weirdly enough. I'm sure Lukaku got hat that yeah, game he did. as well. Came back from five and I think two, Alex Butner might have got the fifth one for United. Database. She's playing for I think Dynamo Moscow. <laughs> Dynamo Moscow now. Butner had that one trick. Can you remember that trick you done? Rolled it back. You done it every single game, but it worked. Um, I can't even remember. That's some years back. Left back. Um, oh, okay, yeah. what do you want with yeah, Tom? Three 0 Three 0 Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Three one United. Okay. I just see. 
Yeah, I know what you're saying about West Brom, and you made some valid points, to be fair, but I just think... Do you think we're going to... Just see Manu getting the goals there. I, th- I see it maybe as a game where Pogba picks himself up, a lower mm. team of somebody who he can try and showcase his skills yeah. against. I and, think um, West Brom's too much of a high-paced team for someone like Paul Pogba. For the minute, <laughs> I don't okay, know. can we go? They've, they've conceded yeah. the most goals, and I think they're going to concede more. How, can we can we agree on camera that if West Brom win, regardless, I get two points? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause no, because you, you get three <laughs> points for West Brom. Oh. Yeah, but if they just yeah. win, hey, no. If no, West okay. Brom beat them, I'll eat a banana. Yeah. We'll you'll eat we'll banana. Ooh, if West Brom beat them, you'll eat a banana. You say that on camera. <laughs> Come on, West Brom. Uh, give you a little update. Brett is a. Uh, I mean, clearly doesn't eat too much fruit, but he can't eat fruit, especially bananas. He, I you just will don't be like s- the texture. You'll be yeah. sick on camera. Yeah, which will be, be sick hilarious. All over this glass table, which <laughs> yeah. will run onto me. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, happy days. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll come to do it, and it'll be like I just get kicked in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham, <laughs> gives the fake Fulham, Everton, Fulham yeah. versus Everton, sun, uh, Sunday, twelve o'clock kickoff. I went three 0 Everton. Obvious reasons. I, I know we've touched on Adam look running his penalty. I'm not sure if he's going to start. <laughs> I'm not Mid- sure. Yeah, it could I, be right. I feel like Fulham. I feel like they'll be beat all over the park in this fixture, and Everton. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I expect to get a couple at least. Richarlison's back, so I hear, which adds a lot to them going forward, and yeah. they've got far too much defensively for Fulham. I've won 3-0. He's a, he's a Leipzig player. What have you, he's a Leipzig player. What have you went with him? I've went 2-0 uh, again. Uh, I just see it being quite routine, standard. Everton need to get back to winning ways. They've actually lost three in a row. I've yep. won for five, yep. five games, four games. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> that being said, actually, maybe me saying routine sounds a bit fucking daft, but I don't know. I know Fulham are desperate for it. They might see it as an opportunity given Everton's form, but I just don't see them having enough. I think Ancelotti is surely going to have them like. There'll be repercussions if they don't win this. Uh, players in his uh, that team, he doesn't stand for bullshit, so everyone will be out to impress. I see them winning 2 0 uh, and putting in a bit of a performance for him. He's a stat though. Talking about Fulham conceding goals after conc- after conceding ten goals in the first three Premier League games, only five. They've now only shipped five goals in the last five. So Which I mean, in terms of what Scott Park was trying to do, I think he's obviously understood obviously how poor they are defensively. Like that's a pretty noticeable difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're obviously nowhere their actual uh, where the faults are, and they're trying to rectify them. Could play a part. Also, Everton. Uh, Fulham won, this, won the last fixture, won two 0 in April last year. Uh, this Everton team's all different to to that game, to, to last, last season. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, true, true. Ancelotti, I know what you're saying. This is going to be a game where Ancelotti be like, okay, we've had a few, we've had a few bad results, lads. Let's you know, fucking take a bat up a notch away. Yeah, like yeah. we're slacking here for the quality of team they've got. I've been two 0 Everton and Fulham. They're, when they got relegated the last time they were in the Premier League, they didn't offer much. They're still not doing it now. I I feel sorry for Scott Parker, but again, I don't because he's putting too much trust in inexperienced players mm. who haven't got much. Well, the whole Luckman thing, we touched on it, but it's just an excuse. He puts that in the net. That's well, a point better off. Yeah, he just takes a penalty normally, 96 yeah. minute, last kick of the game. They're lucky they should have won that game anyway because they're offside. We touched on this. Yep. He's not getting the rub of the green at the minute. Here, do you know if they if they pick up a result here, everyone goes. Scott Parker probably breathes a big sigh of relief and thinks we've got 
you know, another month to really sort of get these fixtures, uh, these results back in. Well, you, you would think looking at the other games, it probably pulls them away. It a does. I'll pull them close to. 13th, although, although not what I've predicted for the next one, so okay. I'll well, the next game we've got Sheffield United at home to West Ham. Um, I've went two one West Ham. Obvious reasons, I think. David Moyes. I don't know what I think about West Ham. The start of the season, I'm writing them off as relegation candidates, but and it was weird because they've got players on paper who are proven Premier League quality. Yeah, and but Sheffield, Chris Wilder is going to know that they've got to win this sort of fixture at home. To another team who has sort of inverted commas struggled to and failed to impress a little bit, they'll be hoping for a minimum of a draw. But I think West Ham are, you know, they're no pushovers. Uh, they've got goals all over the pitch as well, which I like. And I think they're going to have too much for a, a Sheffield United team who just can't seem to find the net, really. No. Um, four goals, mate. Four, four goals. goals. And I think two or three of them are from a guy um, who's only previously got three goals in the Premier League himself. Um, what's his face? Fucking Baldy Napper. Baldy Napper. He's got Baldy Napper, right? Um, beard. He's got a McGoldrick. Back McGoldrick. David McGoldrick is not a good goal scorer. But um, I can't see Sheffield United this season outscoring and any team. No. As harsh as it sounds, I think if Sheffield United <laughs> win any games this season, yes, they will obviously outscore them. Mm. But I don't see them scoring twos and threes to beat teams. I see them Tight games. if the only way they're gonna get three points in fixtures like this as if it, Chris Wilder's got them drilled to be solid defensively and they can snatch a 1-0 game. Yeah. We all know Sheffield United last season were based on strong, structured football and we've not really seen much at this season yeah. but I do think he'll resort to old ways against a team like West Ham who can blow hot and cold. Well, mm. last season Sheffield United performed amazingly defensively so they only needed a goal to, to win games yeah. which they picked up quite a few of and this season, I just feel like, I don't know why they've lost that impetus, but teams seem to be able to get through them a lot second, easier. Second Against season uh, syndrome, exactly. maybe. I thought they played some good progressive football going forward as well last season. Well, if you notice the first part of the Chelsea game, they, they looked brilliant. Good. Straight away, they were at them. They got mm. the goal. What happened? They sat back. Changed Com- the, the confidence ju- is low. They're, yeah. they're worried about... Shipping goals. Uh, shipping goals. The, the, they're worried when they go ahead, like, shit, we've got to keep it. They're mm. worried if they go behind, they're instantly rocked. Um, but I agree with what you've said in terms of how they might, where they're going to sneak wins this season yeah. and how they're going to go about it. And it's for that reason I'm backing them mm. to nick this 1-1-0. It's more of a gut feeling, but it's sort of a, a, where the head worked with it was along the lines of what you were saying, Brett. These are the ones, teams who are hot and cold, if they're drilled... They can maybe get at them, but I do worry about where they get goals from as the season goes on. Well, the, the, the irony is, and I know it happens with a lot of teams that mm-hmm. struggle, especially me, me, me and you can t- attest to this. Well, the three of us can, being Sunderland and Newcastle fans. Against Chelsea, first 10, 15 minutes, they were the better team. They were on the front foot. They were carving out chances left, right and centre. And as soon as they got the goal, completely changed. That- Complete face of the team cha- team changed. They thought, let's sit on this result. Mm-hmm. And for 75 minutes against a Chelsea team, you just can't it's do it. One brilliant. of the single most frustrating teams uh, things yeah. to see as a football fan is your team playing well, yeah. just get a goal, and then sit the fuck back. Yeah. Like, you continue they, to do the things that are working. Did they exactly. not t- they took the lead against Liverpool as well, didn't they, at Anfield? They I'm did. sure they went one they did, as well. They did. And, and one, same, one of their, same thing again. One of their four goals. So maybe that's where the, go- the lack of goals is coming, where they're, you know, they're sitting back to, and they're not backing their... You know, They've brought in um, a young um, Brewster. 
Rian Brewster. They've got Brewster, they've got Ollie McBurney, they've got Lins, Lise Mercier, they've got Sander Burge. They have got some good creative players, which arguably are probably better than the likes of what I'd say Brighton Fulham and yeah. for the teams that are above them, they've got Well, they should have scored players, more than yeah. four regardless, mate. Going off that Chelsea game, I feel like they were the own, they're the reason why they got beat themselves yeah. because if you go 1-0 up, if you continue to play that way against Chelsea, you don't get beat 4-1. No. You might, you know, scrape a draw. You might just say get beat 2-1. But you give Chelsea something else to think about. When you immediately go 1-0 up and yeah. you invite pressure, Chelsea don't have anything yeah. else to think of. Yeah. So then that allows Chelsea to just think, right, well, this is how we're going to get through them. Yeah. We don't have to worry like, about them like, trying to get at us like now. perpetual man. motion, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is Sheffield, the goals from their point of view were really poor. We, we praised the Chelsea players, but the, the way, the manner in which they conceded those goals was really poor. Here's one for you. I'm going to go for Walcott to Southampton. Sheffield, <laughs> Sheffield Sorry, United to beat Derby's low point oh, score. Really? Yeah. Ooh. But Chris Wilder, I mean... Well, not, nah. not when they win 1-0 already this weekend and get on four <laughs> points. No, nah, I, I yeah. genuinely think... Okay. So what scores have you actually put? Well, I've put 2-1 West, West, West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. You've put 2-1 West Ham. You've put 1-0 Sheffield. How are Sheffield How are the ne- Steel Next City game boys? is a tiff tough. A tiff tough? A tiff tough. Next game is a tiff tough. coming up. The next game is a tough game to call. We've got Leeds United at home to Arsenal. Now, it's tiff this. It is tiff to call. Somebody even said it's tough to call. But the reason it's tiff is... I'm so tired. Arsenal... Were very very poor against Aston Villa. They were basically not there. It was like a training mm-hmm. exercise. Mikel Arteta is going to need a response, and I know that he holds them all to you know to a high standard. I I put three in Arsenal because I feel like they're very naive. Leeds they're very brilliant in a lot of ways and pretty admirable, but they're very naive defensively. And Arsenal on their game on their day are fucking very very good and very potent and. Party is starting to come back in. Aubameyang, Lacazette, everyone's fit. They're, they're starting to get used to this shape. Uh, and I can't see Leeds having much joy, although they have in previous games. So I've been 3 0 uh, Arsenal. Yep. Yeah, what about you, uh, Tom? What about you, man? I've went 3 2 Leeds, but I do agree with what you're saying about the naivety. I've been saying it from the start. As good as they are going forward, they look like they can seed four or five every game, mm-hmm. which is a worry because it means they're going to have to score at least four or five every game. However, they do look capable of that as well. Mm. They've only picked up one result, sorry, one win, I should say, in the last five. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I, it was a weird one. It was more gut feeling of I, I think Leeds are going to be involved in these entertaining games all season. I actually think they'll get beat more often than not. Um, but I fancy them just to nick it at home. Uh, they they need a result. Arsenal do two mind after that last one last yeah. week. I just fancy Bamford looks fucking brilliant at the minute. He's a really good player. But as good as he is, I mate, do if think Bielsa's got to be four, think, if you conceding three and four every game. Of course, game. of course. I think Bielsa's surely, as much as he likes to play that football, he has got to be now thinking of we continue this route, the way we're defending in this league, we'll be fucking we're, back down. We're making games hard. We're for gonna ourselves. be. We're gonna be right. They're gonna be right down there yeah. if they do that. No matter how good you are going forward. Yeah. So I think he's gonna take that in consideration. Got to sacrifice th- a little bit of freedom. And I think. And I th- and I think you'll see that implemented, and I just fancy them. I still think there'll be goals. Yeah, but I fancy them at Nick at three two goals for sure. This yeah. is a good start. Um, <laughs> start off. Arsenal have won nine of the last Premier uh, eleven Premier League games in in Yorkshire, uh, so they do quite well. Um, what is the Yorkshire? What is? Although the Yorkshire? they did lose a one nil game at home 
they did lose a one nil game what away. Two. Yeah. Sheffield United. Mm. Uh, but I will say this: Leeds have lot. No. Mm. Can you can you ring in this at ten o'clock at night when I'm in bed and tell us all these stats again? Please? 100%. <laughs> Sorry, uh, coming at this weekend's games, no side has conceded more Premier League goals than Le- than Leeds. Mm. Seventeen. Well, yeah. With them losing hell, the last yeah. two league games by a four-one scoreline. Well, I've went for this one. Uh, no, okay, can we reflect on that a little bit? Yeah, well, that's what I was going <laughs> to share my score. Middle. Then we can. Okay, what you went with? I went three-two Arsenal. Mm. The they're going to need a reaction after that Villa game, yep. but with what you're saying with Leeds conceding that many goals, we we should have seen this coming. Mm. For how open their football is, mm. it's either they commit going forward and defensively, you don't concede 17 goals after eight games no. by playing that. You play you concede that many goals by playing the way your attacking football is, and that can be said exactly the same for Liverpool. Yeah. You look at how good these two teams are going forward but they're quite fragile like open at the back I get that the stat can be misread with Liverpool though because given that one off occasion on Aston Villa you take those goals off they haven't defended too badly they haven't been the team that they were last season but it sort of isn't a fair reflection because it's a one off incident in that game they were very very poor was it 8? it was 7-2 it was was 7-2 what I will say is Leeds have got to understand that you've got to have defensive priorities yeah Bielsa allows them to be free with their play which is brilliant and because they've got such great attacking players they're, they're very creative they've got a lot of expression in their play but they've got to understand that these players have still got to defend I think that I think half the problem is as well is that I don't think the centre-halves are particularly good anyway no, I no. don't think they're I think they find it hard to adapt to this league it's well, probably the where they yeah. should have looked to strengthen yeah Um it's gonna. They're gonna be. I, I said it from from early doors with Leeds. They're gonna be like this every game. They're gonna have to score four or five. However, on this occasion, as I say, I do believe they'll just Scrape outscore us. Yeah. Okay. Um, Liverpool. It's a tough one. A big one. Uh, okay. Liverpool versus Leicester. It's a cracking game. This. Actually, sorry guys. Can I quickly touch on one more point with the Arsenal game? Mm-hmm. Aubameyang <laughs> is not getting played. Is a striker really? Yeah. For a lot of the times he plays, a lot of the minutes left so winger. He, he gets played as a left winger. They've got Lacazette, who the sort of plays a false number fucking or a number ten really. False eight. But yeah, false, but <laughs> false number fucking. No, false number four. But <laughs> and they've got Inketia. Is Inketia the the caliber of striker they need? He's got a very good. He's got he's got a record. Sixteen amount goals, of goals. Sixteen games with under twenty one. Under twenty ones, but. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of under twenty one players who haven't forged any sort of career for themselves. Is he the sort do they need to strengthen? Do they need to get an actual proven goal scorer in that team? They need or do they just need to play Aubameyang as a centre forward, which is works so well? Ditch for them? the formation that they're playing because it's something that Unai Emery tried to put on them mm. and Arteta still seems to think that this three f- three it's like a five Yeah, it's like a it's like five four one. Yeah. But obviously the two wide men get like wing back. Yeah. It's uh, like England. It's like yeah. England. And I, it, it, I don't think that's, that formation uh, flattens, like flatters players like mm. Lacazette and Pepe. I think realistically they should go back to old school, play f- either 4 3 3 or 4 4 2. Mm. And I think the 4 4 2 works better because you can have Lacazette and Aubameyang because mm. maybe have Saka because I think Saka's better off as a left midfielder and not a winger. And Kieran I, Tierney I is Pepe, arguably not a centre half as well. Well, I was looking. Uh, for Scotland last night he played centre mid 
for Scotland, he played centre mid, and He's then a left back. But yet yeah, they played mid. Scott McTominay centre half. So you'd think if you've got Kieran Tierney playing centre half for his club, you play him there, and yeah. McTominay is a centre. That's the reason why they got beat off Israel. Do you know who nil. would maybe? <laughs> s- yeah. Do you know who would maybe suit this formation? Leeds. Ironically enough, yeah. maybe maybe that's exactly what they need because I England so. are playing yeah. the same sort of structure. It suffocates your attacking play, but it does make your heart to break down, which is possibly what Leeds need to adapt to. So my judgment's still reserved on Arsenal again until end of this year. I think they need over a the next six signing. over the next six weeks because I think party's still settling in. They can, that can bring a bit more uh, solid them up a little bit, and I'm interested to see how that develops. Because at the minute they are literally you talk about um, hot and cold. They're four for four. Yeah, you know what I mean. They so don't draw games. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, I'm sort of reserving judgment because I, I like what Arteta's trying to do it's just mm. maybe they don't have the players well, to do it at this moment do you time. know what I think they've got a similar problem with Man United in, in the, they've got very good attacking players but not, they haven't got one real striker like apart from Aubameyang who I think plays well as a number nine but Man United have got they've got similar sort of players they've got Martial they've got Greenwood they've got Rashford none of them are out and out strikers who can Gary guaranteed goals so they brought in someone like Edison Cavani yeah. and I think Arsenal need because to do the same. Arsenal could do with uh, a player like Giroud yeah get him back <laughs> uh, I just want to touch on that yeah. Yeah. next game Liverpool Leicester I've went 1-1 I'm sat on the fence I'm sorry I, know. I can't see one. I can't really argue one team over the other they're both brilliant um, Liverpool are injury struck and, and Salah. especially defensively Salah, Salah out, out with coronavirus COVID. Can I give who my player to watch be for this game? Are you going to say James Madison? No. Who are you going to say? Yuri Tillemans. I think he's playing over the last year. He's really developed into you know a good Premier League centre midfielder. Yeah. I think he's been a really good ticking point in Leicester centre mid. He's had a good international break with Belgium. He's brilliant. Liverpool struggling with injuries. I think now that's Alexander Arnold out, mm. Gomez out, Van Dijk out, Henderson's out. Henderson's out. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he was injured. In Salah's out. Mm. The o- there's only one person who can save Liverpool. Mario. And that no, James Milner. James yeah. Milner sent off. James yeah. Milner. James Milner. He's, I've heard he's playing centre half, keeper, and up front <laughs> and left back <laughs> and left back and on the wing. He actually played for a full season. Left he's back. fucking class. He's quite. Mm. Um, sort of, mind you, the Henderson thing, I didn't know. I didn't. And that I'm not going to change my prediction, but that has made us think. Oh shit, that's that's more of a worry because he he's like a he's like a heartbeat of that. Team. What about Thiago? Is he back? No. no. They've got so they're missing the, the whole back line as far as I'm aware. Henderson. If, you, if, that's, if that's right, Fabinho is as far as I'm aware. Salah's now out though. Yeah, it says Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson likely to miss Ash with Leicester. And this is I, I reckon. I tell you what, I Rough. reckon he's seventy five percent fit. He puts him in. Yeah, even Fabinho. When you, when you mention Yuri Tillemans, I think yes, he's a brilliant player. He's in great form. He's actually still really young as well. It's freaky. I think he's only 23. Tillman. Yeah. He seems to have been around for ages. But uh, he's been, I he's can't see him in... He has been, like, yeah. sorry for, like, since he was about 18. Yeah, he's been he has. playing good level. The bottom young and... He, was it Monaco? I can't remember. He was what I'll say is, though, was... whether he's in good form or not, I still think Liverpool win that midfield battle because of if they've got Henderson. Yeah. 
And if they've got Wijnaldum, who, again, when you talk about players in form for his country, fuck me, Wijnaldum scored three and two. Wijnaldum does so many things like like you don't sort of notice. Oh, he's brilliant. Like he's quietly. He's I mean, he so does good. it, obviously. I know he's had moments, you know, that people remember. The boss he does, a, he does little quiet things, he's and brilliant. that's why he's a good player. He's brilliant, and he's so hot, he's so physical. I know you're going to say Sharon, then. <laughs> he's so quick and powerful. Fuck me. Like, and he's brilliant on the ball. He's, he's he's sort of like Liverpool looked at him now as he's one of the most experienced players in their team, arguably on in the way he plays. Um, in his so age. I'm well, interested I, to hear I've what you. What about you? If you went okay, I've sat in the fence as well. I'm a little bit more skeptical now if Jordan Henderson's out because Leicester are looking dangerous. But I sat in the fence too. But I think there'll be a couple more goals. I went two two. Went two on Leicester. I f- do believe that with these well, injuries, these injuries that Liverpool have got. We might have to put, you know, some lads who aren't as experienced in that defence, and I think experienced players like Jamie Vardy will expose players like that. True, true. Yeah, Vardy again. That's it. That is yeah. a big threat. Vardy, Madison, Barnes. Oh, you know. I will say this as well. Another game, another area where this game may be won or lost is the right back they play for Leicester. Um, the young kid. What's he called? Um, uh, Justin. Yes, I can't see him dealing with Mane. He's very quick. But he's not anywhere near as powerful. Would they maybe not put his Castigan back? Castigan's still injured as far as I'm aware. That's they've still got Marnie, they've still got Bobby Firmino, Jot is still in Jordan. form, they've still got Origi, they've still got Shakiri. <laughs> we may be writing them off too early, but we forget how much strength and depth this fucking no, Liverpool team's got. And, but and and that was it as well, wasn't it? Uh, it was only uh the other week people, you know, big pundits. Big, you know, pundits on the telly, Sky Sports and whatever else were like, oh, Liverpool not having such... They were fucking top of the league. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They were still top of the league. Like, the, that Villa result was a bit freaky, but they're coping very well with major injuries, which I don't know other sides in the league would be able to deal with yeah. the way they have. Um, <coughs> but this is, a, this is a different kettle of fish against a good informed Leicester team who are trying to do... Brendan Rodgers is trying to keep the lid on things. He's trying to, like, shh. Yeah. Don't let people realise well, how good he wants to sort of st- stay under the radar a little bit, don't Yeah, they? he does. He's, um, I like how he's handling it, Rogers. He's not getting carried away. He's, he's keeping hush. He's got a team there that, they, you know, we said very before. good. I know, I think Soyuncu might still be out as well. And he's quality. So I think they are dealing with injury problems as well. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. No, that is true. That is true. Not, in, I mean, nobody is to the extent of Liverpool, you could argue. But, but yeah, you're right. But Leicester, like, as we said before, this league is wide fucking open. And Leicester could put a small gap between them and Liverpool yeah, if they can get this win. Can any of you tell me, if you get it right, I'll give you a fiver. Hello. Not easy. How many clean sheets have Liverpool kept in the last 13 games? Eight. Eight? What about you, mate? Actually, <sighs> no, sorry. None. I meant, I'm going to say None. three. One. I'll keep this. Uh, kept one and it was against and it was a 2-0 win against Chelsea that's poor yeah. that's what they built their title winning season on Yeah, a really strong defence two, two. West Brom and Leeds have conceded can I, can I ask a question quickly Yeah, can I start with the stats can, no 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 uh, no no that was that was good and then I was very close I was kind of well yeah. fuck it <laughs> can I get that last beer yes yeah? okay <laughs> and can I leave yeah. oh no no man. Yeah, please yeah. next game okay We've got Burnley at home to Crystal Palace. Easy one. Uh, okay, I've I've went two 0 Crystal Palace. Good for you. I feel like <laughs> they've got good attacking options. Burnley, Sean Dyche, I think is going to be slightly worried. The second bottom, but they, I can't see them changing the way they play. 
We're and, talk, and I don't uh, think he's been backed enough. Sorry to interrupt you. We're talking about Sheffield United's lack of goals. These are scored less. Yeah. These are firing blanks. How like, many yeah, have they scored? Three? They've scored three, three goals. Fucking goals. Yeah. Three goals in seven games. The one thing that has always kept Burnley in this league, and I keep on touching Defense. down, defensively set up, Sean Dyche has him set up well. The thing is, having a home crowd for them is major. And home performances, if you can pick, say, 18, 19 points up at home, like the way yeah. Burnley do, and set yourself strong. Big part of your season. I think they're favourites to go down this season. It's purely on, there's a lot of things going on behind the doors as well that you may not know. They've got pl- big players coming up out of contract. Mm-hmm. I think towards the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of youngsters getting featured in this Burnley mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Sean Dyche will still have a job come end of the season. Burnley. If he doesn't fucking, I mean, he might walk by the end of it. I don't think he'd leave yeah. towards the season. But yeah, there's there's trouble there. Like, well, they've not won this season, so there's that. They've drew two and lost five. Um, Fulham have won. Fulham are another team who are poor, but at least they've got three points. So that who getting a win finished. is like a mental battle at this point, yeah. isn't it? Like it changes your mentality. Which Fulham, Fulham now can say. We've won the Premier League as a team. We can win the Premier League. You got West Brom, Burnley, won and the Premier League. Won in the Premier League. Oh, I thought you said Fuck me, the that Premier League. Up so in your fucking ears. Yeah. Take um, that beer off him, will you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I did say that. <laughs> you didn't run that did. back. I did uh, roll that back when I said won in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> now we can say we've won the Premier League as a team we can win the Premier League you got West Brom Burnley won and the Premier League they've won um, the Premier League now you're right yeah. I think people don't touch on the mental aspect of the game like these are all professional players but it is peaks and troughs like you talk about Phil Foden what an amazing game he's had for England he goes back to Man City a different player in my eyes he's, he's, a, he's, an, he's, a, he's scored for his team I'm sure I scored two against Iceland though when I was a kid <laughs> Fuck me, let's not get carried away with England. We no, were, but the, we the, men, the, mental, the mental side of the game, I think, yeah, there's a lot I to get be said wins. for. And, and, it, and if Burnley do get a win, maybe the the lift the spirits, think that's possible, that sort of thing. It is tough. The longer it goes on, the harder it becomes. To, to The performances uh, have not been good enough. Um, what have you went with, Brett? Sorry. Uh, 2-0 Palace, too much pace. Burnley, the structured well, kind of. Compared to how Palace are, they're so free flowing. You think Burnley is structured well? Normally, not Normally, this season. yeah, I think we're still going to see that Burnley team set up how Dice would have them set up if there was a crowd in there. But there's too, there's too many holes in, like, too many teams know how Burnley are uh, set up against you. You've seen Mike Bassett, England manager. I've yeah. seen that film. That's Burnley. Yeah. Like, he writes it on a pack of tabs before the game. There's the team sheet. Literally. Yeah. I, I honestly, if I you win, I'll get you all a pie. Literally. It's good Sean Dyson. I, I don't... Um, I will say this. I think Burnley are really, really struggling. Yeah. And I feel like it's pure grit that's got them two points. I don't think they've got anywhere near enough quality. And I also, you know, as a football fan, as a neutral, it's not like I don't like to see it because the, the, the way they've played for a number of years is very negative. The pure, like, park the bus... Drag the feet through games. Literally try and get a point. It's very negative. Hoof the ball as high as you can. And you know what? They've had <laughs> opportunities to build a good attacking team. Europa League. Um, and I don't think... Well, they have, but they, they've had players... They've still got a player in my eyes. The Irish kid with the left foot. What's he called in centre midfield? George Best. No, no. Uh, McNeil. McNeil? 
Like he's a very Fuck, good. I forgot about him. He's a good player. He's a good player, but they haven't got enough of those. And defensively, they're not anywhere Rodriguez? near good enough. Uh, yeah, but Giro Rodriguez, mate, he, he's, he's made of glass, <laughs> and he can't guarantee match fitness. They're really struggling. And Crystal they are, Palace. They are struggling. Honest, I've I'm always been a fan of Dice, by the way. I know yeah. he's taking the piss there, but I like him as a person and, and what he's done there. But everyone, look, it's documented. He was out. When your manager is saying on TV after games, we need the fucking same players, give us some money, yeah. and you're not backed by your board. You know this shit happening. Yeah, there, there is. There is. Uh, and I feel for me because, um, because that's what he needs. He, 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 look. No matter how good you are, you can't go for five seasons with the same group of players, which he practically has in the Premier League, three, four seasons, whatever it yeah. is. He hasn't really ever added to it much, and he didn't add to it at all this year, and yeah. hence why they're struggling. And they um, lost players as well. They've lost players. Of course, and, and what you call him's up for grabs, uh, centre-half, who's a quality player. Tarkowski. Yep. He's up for grabs come January, yes. and that's a worry. Yes, he is. Can I just say this? They're a team that... The, the show red lights to me. I don't think the club's getting ran well enough. Oh, that's clearly what's happening. When well, you look at Daniel Levy, right, <laughs> he is an example of how to run a proper club. He never gets fucked around by agents, ever. He never sells players for less than the, 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 the they should be sold for. Maybe bar Ericsson. They don't play o- pay over the odds for players, really. And they make money. They actually make profit every year. And spend a Yeah, but I know, I know, but... These are the sort of players yeah. that you need to, the marquee signings. Burnley, and I hate to speak about Sunderland because I know you don't like it on a Premier League podcast. We used to be that bad and naive um, business-wise where we'd buy players that had a poor resale value, we'd take yeah. punts on players who weren't proven. They could have went me. out there and bought a Premier League striker who would probably guarantee a few goals. They could have got someone like Callum Wilson, but they've went for a, you know a young and purely... Yeah, what are you going to say? Uh, just about when you said about Sunderland with the poor resale value, I seen a thing for players that we'd bought. Mm. Uh, our time in the Premier League, we'd signed, I think, something like 43 players. We only made profit on three of them. Yeah, well, there you go. That's shite. And Burnley, <laughs> yeah. And Burnley, uh, there's red lights there for me, and I hate it because, uh, you know, they're a good old-fashioned football team. <laughs> but Crystal Palace 2-0, I can't imagine them. Oh, uh, Good old-fashioned. Good old-fashioned. <laughs> Very old-fashioned. Um, too old-fashioned yeah, for the Premier but League. Yeah, but fin- no, I agree. Finishing I agree. the point off, Burnley. Yeah, have but they're in trouble. They've scored the fewest goals, three. They've also had the fewest shots on target, nineteen, than any other Premier League size this season. Going to say four. Yeah. And they've also <laughs> not scored at home yet. So if they do score this weekend, it'll be a first mm. this season. Get in. That's they're crazy. They're on the pitch when Burnley score. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last game. And Wolves. the fan goes. This is, a, this is another tough <laughs> one to call. Um, <laughs> Southampton, obviously. You know. Uh, by the way, uh, I. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, two one Palace. Two one Palace. So two uh, one. By the way, I, I don't think I've backed Palace at all this season, and they've been proving us wrong. So, if I've just give you the kiss of death, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is a Tom Ryan. And thing. you're welcome, Burnley. But uh, we've got Wolves next at Southampton. I've went one nil Southampton. Yeah. I think Wolves. They're just not. They're not that consistent. They're not as potent going forward as they have been previously last year. And I think Southampton, I think Danny Ings is back. Am I right in thinking I that? I do believe, yeah. I think Danny Ings may be back, which is a <sighs> massive boost for them. Again, that changes my mind. Uh, but, you know, I think Southampton is a team. I think uh, Hasselhutten, like we've said every week, deserves a lot of credit. But he, I think this Southampton team have got a lot of belief about them. Theo Walcott is adding a lot to them. And, def- I mean, they're building a good team about defensive. Kept a lot of clean sheets. 
but they need to stop scoring more. But I think it'll be a tight one. Is Ward Prowse back? Ward Prowse is back, yeah. Um, so I hear. So well, that I went 1 0 Southampton. Go on, Brett. You. I went 2 1 Southampton. Uh, Wolves, most of their team will be coming back from playing five of Portugal's first team or the under 21s or the under 19s or the under 18s or the under 17s. Portugal B. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then they're not kind of hitting. Apart from Conor Cody, of course. Well, yeah. You know, the only player in that team that's, I think, English. Uh, Wolves aren't really finding. There's no doubt they've got quality there. I don't think they're going to be a team that has to worry about relegation or anything like that this season. This season's probably going to be the most challenging time for Nuno Espirito. I do think Southampton at the minute are in very good form. 2-1, just purely on form at the minute. Mm. Yeah. What are you, Tom? <sighs> right, so whilst I can't deny that Southampton are in good form because you'd only have to look at the numbers there, Danny Ings is fucking brilliant as well, um, I will say. Wolves are arguably in as good form. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going 2-0 Wolves, and these are my reasons. Uh, like I say, Southampton are in good form, but I, w- I can only judge them from when I've watched them closely. I've watched them in two games. That uh, sorry, um, sorry, a few games this season, I should say, not two games. But when I've watched them last against us, Newcastle, and the beat were, some would say, relatively, relatively comfortably, but I don't think we played well at all. And I felt a better team who could put a fucking performance in had them there for the take and when we played them. And I just think, I don't know, I feel like I'm on a bit of a hype train there. Maybe I'm going to be late to the party and I'm missing out, but I think Southampton will come down a peg eventually. I think Wolves are a decent side. Um, <laughs> and I fancy them to win it. Can, can, can we just break that down, right? They've lost, f- no, they've won four of their last five mm. and they've drew one. Mm-hmm. So it means prior to them three games, that's not including the last five. Yeah. They lost two and won one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it means that they are probably the most informed team. Can yeah, I just in the say this? this I, I still stand by what I think. Yep. Ignore these stats because they're from last season for the last game. Um, for the last game? What for, the, for, the, for the Wolves game, it, it literally says. Oh, right. Wolves went in the international break. I thought you were laughing at what I was fucking saying. No, the I whole wasn't. Time. Wolves like, went fuck in, you. Listen, listen to this. Wolves Come went on, in the international break in the this, best man. form of the season, winning two, winning th- their last three games, including a two 0 win at Etihad. I'm thinking. Mate, I remember that game. Are all them wrong? That was this time last year. That was that was Adamatri or his double. I thought. All maybe, these, maybe, all no, these no, no, wrong. The other ones are right. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll let it slide. I looked at the injury list. I thought, oh, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Ings is back, and I says, it says Diogo Jot injured. I said, eh. I said, does he mean he's injured for Liverpool or what? That's so this is wrong. It also says Southampton were comprehensively beaten 4-1 at home by Chelsea. I thought, that's not right at all. So please ignore those stats. Them They're last completely ones. wrong. Them last ones. The they, stats um, before that are right. That's uh, who they missed, though. I think Jota is a big part of what made them tick. Yeah. Uh, Even, uh, and you can see them miss them. Doherty. I mean, we've, we've Doherty's said, class, yeah, the, solid. The three of us have all said this probably for the last two, three weeks about Wolves. They're missing Jota. They're missing Doherty. Yeah. Semedo is... Probably is a better replacement. He's a different player for the kind of player he is. But this, I would, this I would say in terms of uh, as a, so, a solid player, Doherty, it gives you that f- firmness at the back. Samedo is more attacking, and, and he can maybe add to someone going forward. But Doherty, they do miss him at the back. He was probably he's a solid player. They're not missing the mix. He's got Kobe. They're missing Johnny as well. Uh, Johnny Castro, the left back. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they've got missing Slice, I think. But, uh, maybe not. I'm yeah. going 2-0 the Wolves. I just see them slice. I was like, 
I will also say this. Kimbo um, <laughs> when you're talking about Jota and Doherty, the two players who get at you, they actually run at you. Yeah. They're very direct, whereas Semedo is a lot more conservative, very, very tidy on the ball. Holy shit, he's really good on the ball. But he's not as direct. He doesn't take as many risks. Doherty and Jota take a lot of risks, and a lot of them pay off. And that's where they got a lot of their... When you speak about Adama Traore as well, he hasn't been starting. And they brought him on for 30 minutes in the last game. Straight away, Carves out three chances. Like, he should be, you know, he should be starting there, there more There might games. be something behind closed doors that we don't know. Well, I think they've bought in that little tiny sort of midget kid who's very good <laughs> on the ball. What was he called? Wolves are tiny little balls, lad. Pons. Podence. Pudence. Yeah. Pons. Pons. No, because no, there was, there a, was pl- a player called Pons. Yeah, yeah there was, no. Pudence. Pudence. Um, the probably was call the him a... Pons is actually... The, the, uh, <laughs> oh, that Pons. It's foreign for, I think, male prostitute. I think it is. Uh, look, those are the games. Stand on your fucking statue. <laughs> he yeah. brought in a Pons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if he's, if he's Portuguese, he might have a, he might be in for a shout there. Um, look, those are the those are the results. Yeah. Uh, those are not the results, but it's really good. No, I'm saying. Those are the results, because um, I'm getting them out right this week. I'll rewind that. Um, those are the fixtures. We'll see how they pan out. I fucking hope to God. I'm, I, I don't even care about winning anymore. Um, I am winning at the minute. He's the league table. Boom. I'm winning. Tom is second. Brett's third. Not this week. I'm going to win. But I don't even care about winning. I just don't want to lose. I don't want to do one of them fucking stupid forfeits. That will stupidly grow I don't want to eat up another one. I can't wait to do another one. Quick finish to the show, guys. Pep Guardiola signed a two-year deal. Would he have done that if they hadn't had that? Uh, he signed a two-year. He has the scoop though. He signed a two-year deal with us. He's with here Newcastle, next week. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, with Premier League. Yeah, he's here next hmm. week. He's hosting the place of Tommy Haggett. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, the other thing is that Tom gets less funny the more he drinks. You <laughs> 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 um, felt that one. No, he, he, he's sort of like funny when he's sober, mm. not funny when he's tipsy. Hilarious when he's I'm, actually paralytic. I'm, I, well, because I'm, I'm not drunk, I'm just shattered. That's <laughs> why I'm <laughs> fucking shattered. But would he have signed that two-year deal had Man City not had that uh, ban lifted? Uh, well, maybe not. Yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, City's a proper project for a minute. Uh, there isn't a better league than uh, than the Premier League. Uh, it's no, the hardest no. job he's had by a fucking mile. Yeah. Bayern, Bayern was he walked pissed into a good team. Walked in a good last two. Yeah. T- I'm not saying he well, walked into City. Yeah, he's, he's changed the the way City play. Did he, not uh, lose can't the league against uh, Dortmund though when he was at Bayern. I don't think so. I think he won it seven Shit. years in a row or something. I'm pretty sure he did. Mm. I will say he's never. He didn't lose it at Klopp. The one thing I do like about him did. is if you put him in charge of like a bog standard team. He probably gets them playing all right. I think he gets open. One thing I like about him is, fair enough, he's inherited good the good teams last three, but he gets the very best. He changes players. players. Yeah, Raheem Sterling's become a far yeah. more consistent compared player. to what he was at Liverpool. Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. a lot of ability. Now he's a world beater. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's still just a pretty Bog weird fullback from Sheffield. Lampard has asked the Premier League to revisit the five sub rule. What do we think about that? Mm, no. Um, well, I know you've got a little point on this, Tom. Yeah. So what's your thoughts? Why, why do you think... You think they shouldn't. You think seven's better. So why... No, no, why no, no, no that's not what he means. Okay. He means... Five subs to be used. Five subs to be okay. used. Like the did after the introduction of COVID. So Lampard's asked that you can make five subs. Uh, he's asked the Premier League. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Tom? I'll... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they should. I, I think it gives. 
I think there's a couple of points to make, but I think first off, it gives an unfair advantage to teams maybe like Chelsea and yes. Man City. I mean, well, with Burnley are already struggling. I mean, I suppose two arguments you could say, oh, well, then they can make more subs, but they haven't got the squad depth that these teams have. Yeah, that's true. Um, I understood why it was brought in when we came back after this gap for the last season and players hadn't been training properly, but they've been Not playing now. football fucking constantly. I I don't I don't agree with it. Uh, he I know how they would use it. City, Chelsea, play, teams like that would be able to overload with quality players in the last ten minutes of games. I know um, what he's doing here. I d- I, so I don't agree. You don't agree? What about you, Brett? Mate? Well, both of you are kind of just sat on your phone. No, what well, do you think I'm, gonna, I'm looking for the, the Pep Guardiola. Uh, I'm not for it. Uh, the reason being, like Tom said, Burnley are struggling to get a team out as it is. The other week, I seen Spurs had 132 million worth of players sat on the bench. Yeah. I don't think Burnley's full 16 <laughs> is even worth 132 yeah. million yet alone. Well, I look at my so team. We, we, uh, it wouldn't be much better. I, I can't even dispute that because you've got 40 million worth of Joe Linton sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah. so, True. You know, like, mm. I, I just I feel these players are paid to be fit. They shouldn't have to be like, oh, I'm tired. Their job is to play football. They don't have to go and slog it out well, in a factory. Maybe it's a case of trying to keep more players happy as well. No. No? Because that means then, like, the manager can be like, oh, well, mm. I've got two extra players that well, I don't really have to try as hard with because I know, they know he, they're going to get game time. That's it. He was saying he was saying it's the injuries, potential injuries and stuff, which, uh, okay, I get, I get to a degree, um, but everyone's in the same fucking boat. They'd be and fucked. Uh, what, uh, sorry. Villa manager called Dean <laughs> Smith. Smith. Dean Smith instantly came out and was like, "No, I, I think that's a lot of shit." Um, because I think he's thinking the way we are. Like you, they're looking for a different advantage. Can I just say we keep trying to change the game? It's fucking fine. I don't. Yeah, nothing, that's, that's why I don't like it either. Like I don't like it. It's five fine. subs is ridiculous. <laughs> it becomes exhibition football. It's fine the way it is. Like there's nothing wrong Can with it. Five subs. You never change. You're changing half. And the imagine how stop start that could potentially be. Fucking yeah. Me. Can we just and say as well though when like we are sat here saying there was nothing wrong with the game? Imagine going back into like the early nineties when they changed it from one sub to three subs. Exactly. Like three blokes like us in the like. The 90s day, ah, oh, there's nothing wrong with the game. Oh, why are they putting it live on telly? And yeah, then we're kind of just disputing it. I know, but I f- yeah, I know, true. But there's a point where you think this is fine, the game is as it is. There's, you know, for injuries, injuries are part and parcel. It players, players seem to get injured less back in the football well, 60s. My argument for the subs is, though, like you say, changing the game, spoiling the game too much. Well, well, if you allowed five subs in a game, plus you change literally half your outfield team mm-hmm. in one match. I, I, I mean, yeah, so imagine like you go to the Premier League game, a three o'clock kickoff. You got VR, you got five subs. You're like, oh, I'm a fucking half eleven. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost turning into NFL with the amount oh, of start yeah, stops. I will say the one thing that I, I think injuries are necessary for the like players. Necessary. Who, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're necessary yeah. on on the the idea of players who if there isn't aren't enough injuries, somebody should injure them. They're necessary because. It yep. gives players who aren't getting a fair look in their big chance to show the manager. If everyone's fit for after 85 minutes, somebody should purposely injure someone. <laughs> I agree. Somebody yeah. hit somebody. Somebody <laughs> hit somebody. <laughs> but okay. no, I agree. So I think we're all, we're all in agreement yeah. that it should stay as it is. Stay at three. Can anyone, I'm going to give you a chance here again for a fiver. Come on. Can you name the year that substitutes were brought into the game? You get one Ooh. guess because it was only was one it in the Premier League or was it, it Premier League when, when, it, when it went to three? Subs- no, 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 when, when, when it, it was, went to one. When it went to one, nineteen seventy-one. How close was he? 
No, don't tell him. <laughs> he, he wasn't not close, I'll say that. What about you? He wasn't not close. Yeah. <laughs> 1972. Oh, 1965. Oh, yeah. I wasn't close. Sorry, yeah. I had Pierre Lobaldi there. What, 1971? Can I just give an honourable mention to the National 65. Front? Oh, yeah, let's give this honourable mention. I know because I'm a you know big fan of shit football. Yeah. San Marino for the first time in their uh, history. Hey, I think we need to give him a round of applause. They went unbeaten for two games. And I don't even think we want to say this condescendingly or patronizingly. No, I know, like, I know, like, I know. For, for the, for no, the, that's fucking brilliant. For yeah. what they've got to yeah. deal with, like, fair play to them. Can I say my me- memory of San Marino as well? And uh, I, I'm a little older than you, so see if I remember this. But people will, listening, if they're around my age. My first memory of San Marino was Graham Taylor was manager of England, right? We had to beat them by seven clear goals to qualify for the World Cup of the Euros. I'm sorry, I can't remember which. Mm. But we had to beat them by seven clear goals. They hadn't scored in like fucking five years or something. <laughs> they went one nil up in the first five minutes. I remember my dad was at the toilet and I shouted. I was like, Dad, it's one nil. He was like, get in. I was like, not to them. Like, Fuck off. <laughs> I swear to you. They went one nil up. We beat them 7-1. Didn't qualify. Graham Taylor got sacked the next day. That's my first memory of San Marino. Uh, they celebrated like they won the World Cup. It was 7-1 and they were running around the pitch. <laughs> but we got se- we got seven goals, but we conceded. But uh, yeah, man, fair play to them. That's a good little story, mate. Yeah. One last Thank point you. to touch on. And I know we sort of shagged the arse off of them earlier. And I think a lot of the country are doing the same. Who? For England. Oh, Jack. Who, who do you have, Jack Grealish or James Madison? Oh, oh, should we just say who's the who's the better player? Can I say, if start the season, I would have said Madison. Yeah. Now I'm starting to say Jack Grealish. Uh, I, I do like both of them. I really rate both of them. I don't know what it is about. I, I, mean, I am swaying towards Jack Grealish now. I've never... He's The way he holds a ball and controls it, no wonder he's the most foul player in the league. I'm very, assuming he is. He's also very strong. Um, yeah, so the, the but I'm swaying towards Grealish now. Like right now, today, if I had to gun to your head mm. and I had to put one of them on my team, it would be Grealish. Having technical yeah, difficulties. Okay, guys. Good night. <laughs> the cameras have had enough of us chatting <laughs> shit. It's just Brett's camera that's give up. Oh, no, yours has as well. No, no. Um, yours is flashing. Right, guys, we're going to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.